our third anniversary. Now, I'm sure many of you know that's leather. Now, what would a loving wife lovely like to receive a lovely leather gift on a third anniversary? Again, exactly what you're thinking. An external hard drive with leather case. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> um, but but here's, here's one more. This wasn't me. It was an unnamed member of my family to another unnamed member of my family. At Christmas, in front of all the family, uh, they gave them a gym kit, a gym bag and deodorant. Uh, gym kit, gym bag and deodorant. They didn't go to the gym. Uh, I'm not quite sure what message they're trying to give them uh, or what they felt when they opened it and received it. Because actually when you give presents, when you give gifts, it shows you something, doesn't it? It shows you something about the, the giver and it shows you something about those that receive it. And at Christmas time, we remember the great gift that God gave to us, the baby Jesus. So what does that show us about God and what does it show us about ourselves? And to do that, we're going to use these familiar words from Luke 2. And they are familiar words, aren't they? At verse 1, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. When I hear those words, I'm, I'm transported back to, to school halls, to nativities, to little donkey, to coconuts being banged together. A story that I've, I've heard year after year after year. A story I love. But when you hear a story, sometimes you can become really familiar with it, can't you? you we sort of sugarcoat what happens. We forget some of the real truths. So when we read in verse 5, he went there, Joseph, to Bethlehem to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. They weren't married and they're expecting a child. Now, we know the story so well, it brushes over us and our, our culture, uh, it's, it's not a big thing. But back then, that was a huge mark of shame. There would have been those whispering behind their backs. And not just then, but their whole life, they would have faced shame. And then verse 7, And Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there's nerve available for them. In a cattle stall. A smelly place full of excrements and other things you wouldn't want. It's not the, the sanitary place you'd have a baby. They probably had clean hay, but that was about it. And, and of course, completely alone. Now, now, Joseph probably knew people in Bethlehem. The whole family had to go to be registered, but they didn't want to go near them. Or then verse 8, the first people to hear about this amazing birth are shepherds. Now, shepherds are not the ones with dressing gowns and tea towels and a, and a cuddly white sheep they bring along. No, shepherds are the, the foul-mouthed outsiders who live outside the city and we don't really want to know and we're glad they live there. Shepherds are the, what, the, the illiterate, the under-society, the ones that no one wants to know. 
And it's to these people that an angel comes at verse 9 and says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be caused great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. The greatest news of the whole world given to the shepherds. And then to back it up, verse 14, uh, not just some angels, but a whole choir come uh, singing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. It's a familiar story, isn't it? But this is a special baby. Unlike any other baby that has ever been born or ever will be born. Someone special. But what does it show us, putting it through those two things, what does it show us about the giver? About God? I don't know if you've seen the Tesco advert this year. You know, the one that says there's no such thing as a naughty list. And you've kind of got those people saying, I'm sorry, I brought too many toilet rolls. You know, I didn't sing happy birthday when I was washing my hands. I didn't give to Captain Tom. I didn't teach my kids very well, geography or whatever it might be. And says, don't worry, don't worry. Because of this year, there's no naughty list. Do whatever you like. Well, 2,000 years ago, there was no naughty list. Today, there is no naughty list. God offers his gift to all people, regardless of what they've done. It was never based on them. It was all about him. It was all about God pouring forth, giving to the world. Not about who they are, but about who he is. His son arrives to a couple full of shame. Not that they've done anything wrong. His son arrives in a cattle stall alone, in a place no one wants to go to. His son's birth is told to the outsider, the outcast. What does it show us about God? God's gift is for every single person. God is not cold. He's not in the Star Wars galaxy far, far away. He's not distant. He's not harsh. He's not mean. God is an outward pouring, outward source of love and life. Who gives. Did you know that that Tesco advert actually received some complaints? It got complaints from parents who said, please stop running your adverts. It's ruining us. We can't bribe our kids to behave at Christmas. I'm so glad that God isn't like Tesco or Father Christmas. I'm so glad that, that Christmas isn't a stick to beat us with so that we can behave, or even a carrot. It's an expression of who he is. God's outward-going, freely-giving gift of his Son. I wonder if that's your view of what God is like. That's what Christmas shows us.
But then what about the receiver? What about the world who it's given to you? Now, if you're like me, that there's always someone in your life who it's really, really hard to buy a present for. For me, it's my brother. When we were little, it was easy. Like We had a list, and we'd kind of divvy up who gets what on the list, and it was sorted. But now, he's nearly 40. He doesn't give me a list anymore. Like He's got a job. He wants something. He buys it. And it's like, what do you get the person who has everything? And every year, we sort of scramble, and we cope, but it doesn't seem to work. But here the question is not so much what do you give the person who has everything, but what do you give the person who has nothing? Not materially. There was plenty of people back then, as there are today, who were materially well off, just as we all are, if we're being honest. No, it's not what do you give the person who has nothing materially, it's what do you give the person who has nothing spiritually? What do you give the person? What do you give the world who has nothing spiritually? Now you might think, Ben, that's a bit mean. Are you saying we, we, I don't do anything right or good or nice or kind or loving? Of course not. Of course we all do good things, don't we? There are lots of things that we can say, that is a really good thing. That's a really lovely thing. But imagine this. Imagine one day... Uh, we have to stand before the one who made heaven and earth and God looks us in the eye. And then he just lists off everything we've ever thought, said or done about each other and about him. And he looks us in the eye and says, are you, are you proud of that? To some we might say yes. But if you're like me, there's going to be a lot where I go, No. Not in the slightest. What do you give people who have nothing? Nothing to give God? Well, God could have given a a nice guide, a nice this thing. Well, this is what you've got to do. This is your how-to. This is your your kind of quick fix. Some people think that's what the Bible is. But it's not. No, God. God doesn't give us a, a book, sort of set of rules to follow. He gives himself. That, that's what the Bible tells us about. He gives us himself. He, he became man. He took on flesh, became a baby. But, but more than that, do you remember that verse, verse 11? He was a saviour. He became a man. He did that what we could not He lived our life, and then, uh, not as a baby, but as a man, not at Christmas, but at Easter. He took all those things that we are guilty and shamed about. He died upon a cross. So that we could be with him forever. He gave us himself. He gave us his son, because he gave us a saviour. That's why Christmas is the best gift ever. So where does this land for us today? What what do we uh, see then about the the God who gave his son? Well, God is the one who freely gives all. He offers to us today his son. Not because of who we are, but because of who he is. He offers his son, his saviour, our saviour. To a world that needs it. 
So in the words of that famous verse, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So what should we do? Do you remember what the shepherds did? Look at verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. They made a beeline to explore Jesus. They wanted to find out for themselves, who is this man? And maybe that's something you could do. Uh, Maybe uh, you could uh, grab one of these uh, Luke's Gospels. Sadly, for many of us, um, from Saturday, we might be a bit more hemmed in. Why not take a gospel and read it for yourself? Uh, Or coming up in January the 14th, uh, we've got a course called Christianity Explores. Uh, A chance to to find out for yourself, ask some questions, not from Luke's gospel, but from Mark's gospel. Exploring who Jesus is. Thursday, January the 14th, uh, seven weeks, uh, seven times, just for an hour, 7.30 to 8.30. Uh, on Zoom, we'd love you to join us to explore for yourself uh, who Jesus is. Uh, but maybe this evening um, y- you are somebody who, who loves and trusts Jesus for yourself. What about us? What do we do? But again, what did the shepherds do? Verse 20, uh, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they'd been told. When I was at school, I was given a, a, a Tracy Island. I couldn't wait to go back to tell people what I'd got. Not because I wanted to, to boast or show off uh, or uh, sort of impress them, but because I loved the gift I'd been given. At Christmas, we're given God himself. We're given his son, the best gift ever. This year has been a, is a hard, dark year. But all the more to tell the world about the gift that we've been given. And all the more to remember that when the clock strikes 12 and we hit that 25th of December. And we remember Christ is born to us. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Amen.